Admiral Akbar, please. You can see here the Death Star orbiting the forest moon of Endor. In an Ewok village on the moon of Endor, Deej tries to summon two of his sons who went into the woods and have not returned. He fears they may be lost. Dans un village de la tribu des Ewok sur la planète Endor, Digi part à la recherche de deux de ses fils qui ne sont pas revenus d'une promenade en forêt. Oh, il craint qu'ils ne se soient perdus. Your friends appear on the sanctuary moon. The final battle control of the galaxy took place over the forest moon of Endor. Jason and this is Gabe and it is Halloween day when this episode comes out people are going trick-or-treating tonight people are in the the Halloween spirit the spooky spirit when this episode comes out and appropriate that this episode is about a question that has haunted me for decades we're talking about moons talking about barking at the moon we're talking about the moons of endor the moon of endor i've never admittedly in 40 years i've never understood this and i think we've got it figured out well this episode could be a trick or a treat and i like to think it's a treat because we kind of did the trick earlier in the month but (laughs) depending on yeah how much time you spent trying to figure out what's going on with Endor and the moons of Endor. Maybe it'll be a treat, but maybe it'll feel like a trick. Because when I, when I pitched the concept of this episode to you, like it seemed kind of simple, like talk about the moons of Endor, but then the more you, you peel back, like what exactly is going on? What are the other moons? The closer you look at Endor the more complicated everything gets. Well, and it's been constantly changing over the years of what is what and what means what. And it seems like maybe the the Star Wars universe has settled at something that is somewhat logical, 
relatively speaking, but yeah, we'll find out. Does it does it make sense? Has it ever made sense? I've always equated the moon of Endor with the hit song There was a farmer who had a dog and Bingo was his name o and the eternal question that has haunted that song is Bingo the name of the farmer or the dog? If you think about it too long, you'll go insane. Maybe both their names are Bingo. Or maybe the song's just about some totally other person that's hanging out at the farm. Whose name O is Bingo. Yeah. Who's not the farmer or the dog? <laughs> are we looking in the wrong place? The, these kind of same questions can apply to Endor. These are questions that maybe humans were never meant to answer, some sort of higher knowledge, maybe some sort of other realm of existence. Maybe you have to like climb the top of a mountain and seek a guru, and you get one question, and the question is either, obviously, is Bingo the name of the farmer or the dog, or someone else, or what the hell is the deal with the moons of Endor? What's funny is I bet you a lot of people were asking themselves this question last year when Andor came out and they were like, wait, is that the moon or is that the planet? And then people were like, no, it's a new show. You remember Rogue One? Oh, it's that. Okay. Yeah. Was there anyone who was like, man, Cassian Endor? Probably. <laughs> I watched all the episodes they never went to Endor. I don't know what. I kept waiting for it. Yeah. I'm sure someone was like, my uncle called me and he wanted to know all about Cassie and Endor. And maybe that's what Mace changed his name to. If he, if he wouldn't have died and got off the planet, maybe he would have been Cassie and Endor. Well, speaking of Andor, there's something else that we have to talk about for one last time here this year. It's an Oktoberfest. This is this like the most down to the last minute Stoketoberfest we've had? An October thirty first Stoketoberfest? Maybe because I <laughs> it could be because we've done Halloween episodes in the past. There may be one in the past, but that I think that was pre Stoketoberfest. It's almost like a Stoketoberfest eclipse. Where it's like, it's Halloween, and it's the last day of Snoketoberfest. It's spooky. It's a party. We're talking about moons. It's kind of perfect. So the final Snoketoberfest of 2023. It could be the final Snoketoberfest ever. We don't know. This, I think there's, if there's one thing that we've learned, and we've said over and over again, Snoketoberfest, kind of like Snoke. It can't die. There's just another one in a jar, being pickled, ready to go at moment's notice. Which always made me think, like, in Rise of Skywalker, there were those other Snokes in the jar. What were they going to... What was the plan with them? Like, after Last Jedi, they were just like, okay, the Snoke thing is done. We're going to center all of our energy on Palpatines. There was, like, two other Snokes in there. So, like, what happened if, like... After Rise of Skywalker, if just another Snoke comes out. Yeah, because they're still there. It's not like Exegol exploded or anything. Like, Exegol's still there. Planet's still there, but Snow, Snoke would still be there. He's not affected. Yeah, like maybe he woke up. Maybe Ray's got a new Jedi school and two of her students are giant, nice Snokes. Friendly Snokes. 
that she rescued. <laughs> before before Ray leaves the planet, if there's just like Snoke, like, can I come out? <laughs> Hitting on the glass. Don't forget about me. <laughs> I'm here. Because oh. there's two of them. There's like at least two of them. At least two of them. Just think about, yeah, all the excitement of, of good guy Snoke twins. How do you how do you let people know Star Wars is back on the big screen? Snoke twins. Good guy Snoke twins. <laughs> Imagine them being like the guys from the Guinness Book of World Records that were riding the motorcycle built for two with the two side motorcycles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like two Snokes on two like two little mini motorcycles going down the street. Good guy Snokes. Friendly Snokes. They can still wear gold. There's no reason why they can't. Yeah, like gold tracksuits. <laughs> okay, so for the final Snoketoberfest of the year, we're still talking about our cockamamie, but somehow makes sense. But it doesn't, but it does, but it really does. Kino Loy is somehow connected to Snoke theory. And this one from the hit TV show Andor, this is a little bit of a longer one. And like we say every single week, don't think about Andy Circus. Don't think about Andor. When you listen to this clip, just think Snoke. Here we go. Let's roll the tape. There is one way out right now. The building is ours. You need to run, climb, kill. That sounded a lot like Snoke. Let's listen to Kino Loy say kill again. And after Kino Loy says kill, let's play Snoke saying kill. It's almost identical. Kill! And kills his true enemy! Yeah, I still... Why? Why do it? Why make it? Why make him sound like Snoke? Unless he's really secretly Snoke. Wouldn't that be great though? If the good guy Snoke twins that get out of the tub, if they are a little bit more keen alloy, they could wear giant Narkeena Five jumpsuits. Maybe that's what they're wearing. They would. Ha- they would try and find someone and be like, "Tell me about Keen Loy. That's Andor season two. Uh, maybe the twins' names are Kino and Loy. Oh, it's all one big story. They're just they're just setting it up for us. <laughs> the interconnected universe of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So you know we joke around a lot, but I think the final message of Snoketoberfest 2023 is that whether it's Kino Loy or Supreme Leader Snoke, Andy Serkis is a gift. To any role he's playing in Star Wars. As soon as we got to the Stark White Narkina 5 THX 1138 kind of vibe, it was like, oh yeah, this, I, it, there was a general feeling. It was very exciting where it's like, this is, this is going to be hot. This is going to be really good. And like Andy Serkis coming out and surprising everyone. And it's like, wait, but, but he's Snoke. But he is just so good. And he, his character and the way he portrayed that character 
and the way he portrayed Supreme Leader Snoke. He's he's just at home in Star Wars and like he should play a third Star Wars role at this point. Yeah, hopefully it's like just a reoccurring thing every couple shows they bring back Andy Serkis to play another variation on Snoke. Who's not Snoke, but is Snoke. It's like Cloud Atlas. <laughs> throughout history, throughout time, we're all just Andy Serkis in different different shapes and sizes. There's future Andy Serkis. There's like super future space caveman. That's the, the true, true Andy Serkis. Yeah, talking about the true, true. There's Neo Tokyo Andy Serkis. Uh, Andy Serkis on a boat somewhere. The boat stuff was good. Like we said, if we've lear- if we've learned anything, there's always another Snoke, and I think it's safe to say that Snoketoberfest will return, whether we want it to or not. It's it's here to stay. Return of the Jedi. From the desert fortress of Jabba the Hutt To the Death Star of the Galactic Empire To the forest city of the Ewoks This is the climactic chapter in the Star Wars saga Remember the Force Rejoice in the triumph Return of the Jedi Rated PG Now playing at a theater in your galaxy Okay, let's talk about the moons of Endor. Let's bark at the moon. Bark at all the moons. Bark nine times, one for each moon. We're going to lose our voices because there's so many moons to bark at. We're going to need to take a break and drink a Bark's root beer because our throat's going to be so dry for barking at all these moons. I would totally do a Bark's root beer right now. Root beer is great because it's not caffeinated. If you just need a little root beer treat, hey. You're not going to be up late. You can drink it. You can drink it in bed. You can just lay in bed and drink root beer until you pass out. <laughs> Sounds like heaven. <laughs> yeah. So the moons of Endor, where did this question begin? Like I said, it has haunted me for decades. Here's where I think at least my, because there's probably somebody listening who's like, what the hell are you talking about? You're an idiot. It's always been a moon. Like, why, why are you asking any questions? But here's my deal, as I think that I just always assumed that Endor was a planet, and it was a moon, and it was like a forest. The ba- you know, we had the movie The Battle for Endor. It's Endor. Like, all the other planets in Tatooine, Dagobah, Naboo, you know, Coruscant, they're planets. So I always just assumed... Like if somebody said to me, is Endor a planet? Yes, it is a planet. It's a planet in Star Wars. But I never really thought about the moon part too much. But then if you go back and watch Return of the Jedi, they pretty much spell it out for you. Well, and the other thing we hadn't thought about, too, is like we did kind of maybe get a hint in the original movie because the Yavin base, isn't that a moon? Isn't Yavin 4 like a moon of Yavin? (laughs) 
<laughs> or, or is that a whole other episode we're going to have to do? Yeah, I just got really scared. <laughs> yeah, because what's Yavin 3? What's Yavin 2? Yavin 1? Is there a Yavin 5? But maybe we should have, you know, we should have been thinking about that where it's like, oh, Return of the Jedi is kind of like a new hope, but bigger and, and louder and faster. And there was a, maybe there was a moon in the first one. So this one is a moon too. But yeah, it doesn't. I always thought the same thing, like in my brain, it was always Endor, they're on Endor. But even that, you know, saying, well, they're on Endor is true, even if it's the moon of Endor or the planet Endor. Because if we were like on the moon here, we wouldn't say we're on the Earth moon. We would just say we're on the moon. And it's like, we just know it's the moon of Earth because Earth is the planet. We just call it the moon. And it doesn't it doesn't help either that Endor is literally like one of the most important planets in all Star Wars. Like even in the recent episode of Ahsoka, where Ezra is asking Sabine what happened, you know, like the Battle of Endor. Like it, that's where it went. Oh, okay, Endor, yeah. And Endor was originally created for Return of the Jedi, of course, as we all know, where in storyboards, it was labeled in, quote, Planet Endor. And even in some storyboards, it says, here's Planet Endor above its forest moon. And then in early drafts of Return of the Jedi, it's called the forest moon of Endor. Then it's called the green moon. The green moon in the very early drafts orbited the imperial capital world of Had Abaddon, which later would evolve into Coruscant. So Endor was orbiting basically, let's say, Coruscant, and that's where they were building Death Star 2, or originally in those early drafts, Return of the Jedi to Death Stars, which is still a really fun idea. But always that choice was there to make it a moon. So here, here's my big problem, though. This is this is the root of all this. So one day, I started thinking, I, the forest moon of Endor, which is the planet and which is the moon. And I think what really did it for me, I know what really did it for me, was Rise of Skywalker when they went to Kefbir. And they said Kefbir was another moon of Endor sitting there in the theater and I'm like, wait, I thought Endor was a planet, but maybe also I knew Endor was a moon. Like I was saying, maybe, but a moon of what planet Palpatine calls it a sanctuary moon. Then I started thinking too much. I'm like, well, what in Caravan of Courage, what does Burl Ives call it? In an Ewok village on the moon of Endor, Deej tries to summon two of his sons who went into the woods and have not returned. He fears they may be lost. Have you ever wondered this? Like when Rise of Skywalker came out and they were talking about Kef Burr and the wreckage of the Death Star 2 was on that planet? Would, would you ever like, wait, what is Kef Beer? What is this? Yeah, well, because it's always like, is Endor, the moon called Endor, and the planet it orbits also called Endor? Because in the EU, Endor had two sons and they were both called Endor. So it was like at one point there was a son Endor, another son Endor, a planet Endor, and then the forest moon of Endor, which potentially was called Endor as well. And it was like just everything was called Endor. So yeah, no, it's always kind of like, 
it's one of those things I try not to think about too hard because then your brain just kind of spins in circles trying to sort it all out. So in the cartoon, if there were two suns both called Endor, were they orbiting the forced moon of Endor? Is Endor the planet or the moon? Is Bingo the dog or the farmer? Well, and just to make it all even crazier, too, there is something called the Endor Moon Hoax, which claimed that the uh, gas giant planet of Endor had been destroyed. And that's why you didn't see it in Return of the Jedi. And this comes from, of all places, everyone's favorite Star Wars character, Eben Q3 Baobab. And in uh, Ben Burt's Star Wars Galactic Phrasebook and Travel Guide, in the section about the author, Eben Baobab, there's a line about him and how he was... He fought the Kinkies with Captain Gordoon during the Aerial Plankton Uprising and was instrumental in exposing the Endor moon hoax. Which which mentioned Eben Q3 Baobab, played by Ben Burt in The Phantom Menace, too. So he's here to set the record straight that Endor was always a moon and that the planet Endor, even though we didn't see it in Return of the Jedi, was there. And then I feel like this was all kind of set in stone with the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary, written by Pablo Hidalgo, where he there's a two-page spread called The Moons of Endor, which gave names to all the moons, shows you where they are, and establishes that all the moons of Endor orbit the planet Endor. But... The Ewoks don't call the planet Endor Endor because they probably have been confused their whole lives as well. What do they they call it? Planet Tana, not to confuse it with the moon Endor. Yeah, according to Wikipedia, it says Endor, also called Tana by the Ewoks native to one of its moons, was a gas giant located in the Endor system. So does that mean then the moon is called Endor, or at that point, is it only the Endor system? And nothing's called Endor anymore. Now, where it gets crazy is, yeah, Endor has the nine moons. There's Alpazar, Fentaka, Ghouls, Halmaka, Kefbir, Korkar, Shares, Vix, and Endor. So the big gas giant in the middle is Endor, and then also the moon where the ending of Return of the Jedi takes place is also Endor. But the Ewoks, again, call the big gas giant Tana because the Ewoks got it figured out. They're like, we're on Endor, and that thing in the sky, maybe that's Tana. It's still confusing. (laughs) Because... You know, going back to Return of the Jedi, it's the forest moon of Endor. It's the forest moon. It's the sanctuary moon. It's the most Star Wars. It might be the most Star Wars thing in Star Wars because it has so many different names. You know, I didn't think about that. It's classic Star Wars in that way. Yeah, it has so many names. They're all names you can pronounce however you want. And you think it makes sense, but then you think about it and maybe it doesn't make sense. Leah, Leia, Han, Han. 
Sifo-Dyas, Sidodius. Does it make sense? I don't know anymore. You call it Nabu, don't you? Nabu. 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 So Pablo tried to break it down. Page 154 of the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary. There's a little paragraph called the planet Endor. Yeah, it says, a silver-banded gas giant, the planet Endor, is the gravimetric center of the nine lunar orbits that surround it. Its clouds of hydrogen reflect incoming sunlight to its satellites, turning the world into an effective second sun that is vital for the life-supporting moons. The Ewoks of the forest moon called this planet Tana. In recent years, the New Republic had attempted to change its official cartographical designation from Endor to Tana to honor the Iwaki's culture, as well as clear up confusion surrounding the names in the system. It was a low-priority item that was never resolved before the destruction of the New Republic Senate. So that would have helped quite a bit if the gas giant was renamed Tana. But then none of the moons would be called Endor, because... If we are going by uh, this visual dictionary as the like most up-to-date document, the Ewoks live on the forest moon, which is called Forest Moon. So wouldn't that be crazy if all of a sudden none of them are called Endor, and it's just the Endor system? I would hold a meeting with the Ewoks and say, just to keep for clarity's sake, we're going to call the gas giant Tana. We're going to keep calling your planet Endor just to keep everything straight. Because that's what Burl Ives called it, and that's what I'm going on. In an Ewok village on the moon of Endor, Deej tries to summon two of his sons who went into the woods and have not returned. He fears they may be lost. Well, and the extra other confusion coming out of this is this implies that there's only one son? And the and the gas giant is bright enough that it looks like a second sun, which could just be Pablo being Pablo and trying to explain the two suns thing from the Ewok animated series. Well, that would make sense, but then you know, in other things, it still says there's two suns. So there's there's always mysteries. I like saying that. Something Pablo made up that the gas giant is bright enough so it looks like two suns. Be like, well, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. That would make total sense. That's totally normal. Totally fine. And the fact that the New Republic never got time, got distracted from renaming Endor the planet, not Endor the moon, to Tana, is that the greatest tragedy of the fall of the New Republic? Is is that Thrawn coming back and the the little war that the New Republic is about to be thrown into? Is that why? Because they're like, okay, first meeting, renaming the gas giant and <laughs> eliminating all this confusion. It's like, no, we can't do it because Thrawn is here with some witches. Unless the witches go back to Endor and turn Sheral back into a... Night sister, because isn't she just flying around as a bird still? I think she's when she was trapped in bird form, or no, she got sucked into the ring or something. Now I can't remember. Did she get? <laughs> did she get sucked into the ring, or is she still a bird? I thought she got turned into the bird, and then he stole the ring, and then so she couldn't turn back. We've never seen the battle of Battle for Endor. If, if it's been longer than a week, it just completely 
erases itself from my memory, so I can, it's fresh every time I watch it. The raven rose into the air and flew away, pawing sadly. Now it could never change back. That's the thing, though, like in our Night Sister episode. Why was Sheral on Endor? Why did she just have a spooky castle that wasn't all that different from the castle that was way off in another galaxy on Ahsoka? Well, that's because we always forget there's the like the Bible thing where there's the witches of the witches of Endor. Like that's from the Bible. Right, right. Endor is crazy. <laughs> well, and then the, the, we haven't even brought up the fact, too, that in the Ewok movies, you can see something in the sky that's not a sun. Is that the planet Endor or is that one of the other moons? That's something when I was sitting in the theater watching Rise of Skywalker, I'm think I was thinking of that. And I was just like, oh man, that's Kef Beer they're looking at. Because if you look at the Ewok movies, yeah, it's not this bright glowing gas giant in the sky. It kind of looks like another moon up there. And it kind of looks like there's water and stuff on it. So maybe that's Kef Beer that they're seeing. Does that even make any sense? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Because even in the even in the visual dictionary, like all the moons aren't they're all on different orbits. Like they're not they're not all on the same plane of, of orbit. So they could get close to each other. OK, so if Endor, the planet is a gas giant, which according to everything in here, according to the Rise of Skywalker visual dictionary, it is a big gaseous cloud that. Is kind of like a planet. What? Okay, let's get re- let's get real here. Let's get science. What is a gas giant? Well, the definition of a gas giant is a gas giant is a giant planet, obviously, because it's a giant. So it's giant, composed mainly of hydrogen and helium. Gas giants are also called failed stars because they contain the same basic elements as a star. Jupiter and Saturn were in our galaxy now. Jupiter and Saturn are the gas giants of the solar system, our solar system. The term gas giant was originally synonymous with giant planet. And I think that's just from like Wikipedia or something, just like what is, what's a gas giant? But that makes total sense, right? If you think of Endor, the planet, not the moon. And it's not that crazy, right? Because like you said, in our solar system, there's gas giants, Jupiter and Saturn and ice giants, Uranus and Neptunes, and they both have dozens and dozens of moons. As the planets grew in the early solar system, according to according to theory, they were able to capture smaller objects with their gravitational fields. And where I'm, I'm a total dum dum. I did not know this that Jupiter in our solar system has more than sixty moons, and Saturn has more than thirty. So. It's not that crazy thinking about this gas giant Endor that has nine moons. That's like small time compared to actual real gas giants in our actual solar system. Yeah, and we usually think of moons as our moon, which is basically like a big rock where there's no reason that a moon is just like something that orbits an, another planet or a planet, a larger planet. So there's no reason that a giant planet couldn't have a moon that's basically the same as a planet, but instead of orbiting a star, it's orbiting a larger planet. 
and it being Star Wars, it you know one of these moons could have forests and Ewoks and creatures and Dulocks and all kinds of stuff, and one of them could be mostly water and they got in Kefbeer. There was the planes and stuff that we saw different atmospheres on different moons makes total sense but there is debate out there like real world like scientific debate if a moon actually is a planet and there was an article by lunar scientist barbara cohen on nasa.com right where she talks about this and it's fairly recent too is a moon a planet yeah and a lot of this right goes back to all the debate with pluto because for you know we're old so most of our lives pluto was a planet until they decided that no it's actually not and it's still there it's still the same but our definition of it has changed so yeah barbara cohen is talking about uh how the international astronomical union the iau so talking about pluto she says that the the IAU made a decision to define a planet, probably out because it clarified that there is a big belt of icy objects out beyond the orbit of Neptune. And we now know that Pluto is one of thousands of them. So the IAU definition also excludes moons from being planets. But she goes on to say, did you know our moon functions like a planet? Like the Earth, our moon has a crust, a mantle, and a core. These interior layers we think are present on most planets, even if the crust is made out of rock or ice. So when our moon was formed, it was formed like a planet. She goes on to say what Mars probably has a crust, mantle, and core. So do Venus and Mercury. The rocks we brought from the moon, from the Apollo missions, helped us learn that this process of forming internal layers or differentiation is a common process on all planets. So when the moon was formed... It formed like a planet, which makes total sense. So what is, is a moon a planet? Like, what is the definition? Because they're formed the same way. They're made up of the same materials. Yeah, because in my mind, it was always like, if you're orbiting a star, you're a planet. If you're orbiting something that's orbiting a star, you're a moon. But Pluto orbits a star, but it's not quite, I guess it doesn't have the crust and the core and the mantle, which makes it not a planet in like, I can't remember what they call it now. Like, is this a space rock? There's like a real name for it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody listening out there knows, please tell us. Yeah. Pluto, named after the Roman god of the underworld, was considered the ninth planet. But in 2006, Pluto lost this status. At the time, worlds similar to Pluto were being discovered deeper in the Kuiper Belt. This initiated close scrutiny of Pluto and the definition of a planet. The International Astronomical Union evaluated Pluto based on the characteristics necessary to be a true planet. It must orbit the sun, is not a moon, and has enough mass and gravitational pull to assume a round shape. However, it was the fourth characteristic that compromised Pluto's status, its inability to clear its orbit of debris. So, Pluto was reclassified and arguably demoted from being a true planet to a dwarf planet. But let's think about Endor. Endor orbits basically what they're saying, a gas giant, a failed star. 
but Endor has its own ecological system. It has, you know, huge trees and air people can breathe and gravity. But Endor is a moon, according to everything we've ever heard. But somehow that information was lost on us. So Barbara goes on to talk on NASA.com about another thing that relates to Endor. She says another hallmark of planets is, is, is that they have active geology. The big dark splotches you see on the moon's surface, our moon, are lava flows. Yes, there were active volcanoes on the moon. There aren't any vol- volcanic cones because the lava was very fluid and flowed out of the cracks and low-lying areas. The Apollo samples contain small beads of volcanic glass to tell us that there were giant fire fountains on the moon, too. Though volcanic activity on the moon ended about three billion years ago, the Apollo missions picked up thousands of earthquakes on the moon, or moonquakes. Moonquakes tell us that the moon is not geologically dead. It's still acting like a planet today. I don't know what to think now. Also, it blows my mind that three billion years ago there were like there's fire shooting out of the moon sounds like mustafar or something and now there's like fire shooting out of your head thinking about it (laughs) yeah so that's always kind of going back to endor right endor looks and feels like a planet so in your mind it's a planet but technically it is a planet but it's a moon because it's orbiting a gas giant and not a star, even though a gas giant is just a star that just got tired and didn't finish. <laughs> just got lazy and stopped trying to be a star. So are we less confused? Are we more confused? Well, I think that I think the part of the problem here, though, is just the names. I think if Admiral Akbar was in that that boardroom. And he said that, you know, the Death Star is orbiting the forest moon of Endor, which orbits the gas giant Tana. That would have been insane. But it's no more insane than a red lobster man with his hand flopping around looking at holograms. Just just think how your life would have been different if there would have been that extra line. (laughs) And and in your whole life, you would have known, oh, okay, it's a moon. And there's another planet, a bigger planet. It's called Tana. You know, maybe the Ewoks are trying to tell you that the whole time, and you just couldn't understand them. That's all they were saying. Maybe three, maybe 3PO heard it, but 3PO wasn't, he never got a chance to tell anyone. When Endor, when, you know, when you think about it, like we talked about this a little bit already, Endor is a planet of contradictions that don't make any sense, too. Because you think about the life on Endor, where there are, of course, the Ewoks, but there's also Teeks and Duloks and Goraxes and Yuzums and giant spiders. And yeah, like we said, there's a Dathomir witch castle there. And Pablo talks about in the Visual Dictionary how something about like the gravitational pull of Endor makes ships mysteriously crash on there, which I think he's talking about Caravan of Courage, probably. They chose to have the second Death Star built near this random moon out in the middle of nowhere. It's the system on this Death Star where Anakin Skywalker 
finally brought balance to the force through Palpatine down a shaft. Yeah, Rey and Kylo Ren have their final battle. Kylo throws a saber away. Kylo's saber is now in the ocean of a moon of Endor. A lot happened by these two random moons, like I said, out in the middle of nowhere. There's space horses running around in the Endor system, eating space grass. It's a planet that makes Poe randomly mad at Finn, or Finn randomly mad at Poe for no reason. There's just something, something mysterious about it. So should, here's the deal, should people go on calling it the planet Endor? Like if you're referring to Return of the Jedi or the Ewok movies or anything that has Endor in it, it should almost be banned that anyone ever says planet Endor. You should say the forest moon. I don't even like the forest moon of Endor because that almost says it's the moon of Endor, but it is. It should be the forest moon Endor just to keep things as easily understandable as humanly possible. I'm just going to start calling it moon door. Mm. No one will know what I'm talking about, but I'll know what I'm talking about. Maybe the whole plot of the Ray movie coming out is she wants to rename it Tana. She wants to finish what they started. We got to, we got to like, straighten this whole thing out because it's too confusing future generations don't don't need to be as confused i feel like this could be our most educational episode ever like this is an episode of blast points that someone could play in a school <laughs> vane's gonna show up and want to come have a drink and you'd be like you can't we're playing the bark at the moons episode so this is now a school so you can't have a drink in here you gotta wait outside with your pirate ruffian friends we won't all have a drink. The Return of the Jedi aliens that wanted to have a drink in the classroom, they'd go in and they would hear episode 379, the Bark at the Moons of Endor episode, and they'd be like, this is fascinating. I did. I always thought it was a planet, not a moon. Gorian lied to us. He told us it was a planet. Wait, it is a planet. He told us it was a moon. Wait. It is a moon. <laughs> it's both. Is that Okay. Sum it all up. It's both. Endor is a gas giant, which may or may not be technically able to be classified as a planet. Or it's a moon, which may or may not be technically be able to be classified as a planet. So it's almost Endor, in both cases of Endor, aren't planets? Yeah, maybe neither of them are planets. Maybe both of them are planets. Maybe it's whatever you want it to be. It's really what it boils down to. It really, whatever you're comfortable with calling it is really what you should call it. That's the thing too. It's 2023. Call it whatever you want. Is it moon door? Is it planet door? Is it a gas giant? Did it just eat too many tacos? Whatever. (laughs) Whatever you know it by, whatever you love it by, it's okay. We know what you're talking about. It's the beans that'll get you. Come with us now.
now to the green moon of Endor, where the Ewoks are celebrating because Earth kids love their Ewok family hut. We can help the Chocolate Skywalker. Hurry, Ewoks. Let's take the wagon, Princess Nisa. The Ewoks save the day. Yay! It's a galaxy of fun. The Ewok family hut comes with everything you see here. A Wicked the Ewok toy, new from Kenner. Captain Rex. You're listening to Jason and Gabe on Blast Points. And these Blast Points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial Stormtroopers are so precise. done listening to this episode you should go and write something about this episode about bark at the nine moons of endor if you listen on apple Podcasts, write something nice leave a five-star review so more people can find blast points when they're looking for star wars podcasts and they'll be like this is not what i wanted to hear at all (laughs) and if you listen on spotify all you gotta do is leave a little five-star review over there too and check out our website, BlastPointsPodcast.com, and make sure you are following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you're part of the Blast Points chill group so you can complain about Endor with a bunch of fun people. I don't understand. Some of the best Star Wars fans in the world all right there on the Blast Points chill group on the Facebook and we've got the Blast Points Army on Patreon. If, if you're listening, you've heard about it before, where in November, it's all going to be starting back up and we're going to be doing our Mandalorian Season 3 commentaries, starting out once again with the Dr. Pershing episode. I still think about that episode a lot. I can't wait to rewatch that and all the rest of Mando Season 3. I'm ready. I'm ready to go back to the Minds of Mandalore. Yeah, I keep thinking about how much I want to watch season three again. So, yeah, it's time. And if you're a member of the Blast Points Army, thank you so much for your continuing support. It means the world to us. But that wraps up 379. I feel better. I really feel better about the whole situation. I think I have some clarity now on this whole Endor thing. Though now I just wonder if there's nine moons of Cassian Andor. There, there might be. All those, all those kids in, uh, in the flashback. Maybe they're all, they were all moons. And he, in Andor, yeah, he's the forest moon of of Cassie and Andor because he grew up in the forest with all the other moons. So hopefully, Andor season two, that all gets explained. You don't want to tune in next week, everybody. Where somebody, I think somebody's showing up again. I don't. Is that giving away too much? Can people figure out what we're talking about? I don't think we're giving it away. 
I'm sure they can figure it out, but I don't think we're giving anything away. Is he going to bring his guitar? I don't know. Well, okay. <laughs> so now you're giving it away. Something to look forward to next week. Something real special coming with that one. So until then, everyone, thank you all so much for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. like you where I came from. Oh. Furries? We came on a star cruiser and we crashed. We crashed? Star cruiser? <laughs> star cruiser? May the force be with you! Ah!